Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. your hands thank the Lord for a time in his presence thank him oh let the sun of God unfold you with his spirit and his love let him fill your heart and satisfy your soul. Oh, let him have the things that hold you, and his spirit like a dove will be sent on your heart and make you whole. Jesus. Oh 
lift your hand and worship him. Jesus, Jesus, Lord to me. we come before your word thank you for Jesus thank you that Jesus is everything to us we ask you that you would make Jesus more real that we would see Jesus that we would feel him that we will walk with him through your Holy Spirit like never before thank you father for your blessing tonight in Jesus name amen hallelujah you may be seated well, we are happy to be back with you, and um, we've been away for a while in South Africa. Uh, we visited our church in uh, South Africa for a camp meeting, Shepherd's Camp, and then we went to uh, Durban, where I was also invited to preach in South Africa also. We had a program there. And then to um, Swaziland, to Manzini, to visit Lighthouse Chapel in Manzini, Swaziland. We also had a very powerful program there. Uh, and then we went to Zimbabwe to visit our church there in Bindura in Zimbabwe. And uh, the church is also doing very well over there. And then back to South Africa to the main church on Sunday. Uh, and we are back here. And uh, all over. You realize that... Um, you realize that uh, the church is really working, growing. And uh, was very touched on this Sunday when I was in... Pretoria in the church, um, so many people, you know, um, church has really grown, is working. In Swaziland, I was really touched. The large crowds of people, I mean, the whole place was full. And when I went to the Shobi, what was the largest church in that country? You know, our church is almost the size of the largest church there now, after just about a year. 
And um, in Zimbabwe too, they have between 50 and 100 people in Zimbabwe just after about a year. And uh, we're really grateful to the Lord for the missionaries who have gone out there. It makes a difference. Amen. Amen. And um, we thank the Lord. We've been on many, many journeys, but we are back. Hallelujah. Back home. Amen. All right. Um, today I want to begin to share with you about a very important word that Jesus used quite a few times. And the word is a Greek word, proton. Amen. Proton. Have you heard of electron, neutrons, and now we are on proton. Hallelujah. Proton is a Greek word and it means first. First. Hallelujah. And it means first in time and first in number, first in rank and value, first. It means the most important. It means the foremost. It means preceding all others. It means the first thing. And it also means that which is before anything else. Amen. Did you get that? I'll say it again. It means the first in time, in order, and in number. The first in rank and value. It means the most important or the foremost. Foremost. And it means preceding all others first. So whatever Jesus said first, then it means it precedes everything else. Amen. Amen. And it also means the first thing. Alright? And that it means that which is before Anything else is the first or proton. Hallelujah. All right. Now, we must take Jesus seriously if we don't want to have shocks in heaven. Amen. And whenever he used the word first, and there are many, not so many, about 21 of them, 22 of them, but I'm just going to give you a few instances and then we'll take them one at a time for some time till we are tired of it, then we go to something else. Amen. First, the word first, in order of things you are doing, first one, not the second, and not the third, and not the last. When you change the order, it's fault. Amen. Amen. I said when you change the order and you bring something that is first, second, it's just different. Because many times what you do first takes away all your life and your energy. And by the time you are ready to do the second thing, you are tired. Your energy is spent. Your zeal is gone. Your hope is gone. Your fire is gone. You are now without hope and without energy. And that's why Jesus spoke about things that must be done first before other things come in the second or the third or the last proton. 
Help me, Jesus. Because often the thing you do first is what you emphasize, and it takes away from the second thing. It makes the second thing less important. It makes the second thing and the third thing have less time. So that, because you know, you know, sometimes when you are preaching, even whatever point you bring up first, you can be on that point for a long time. And then if you don't take care, the second point just has a short time. And then the third point just has an even shorter time. And the fourth point is just mentioned, and then you are closing. <laughs> that is why Jesus did speak about things that must be done first. Because it's going to affect the second. And the second thing must, the first thing, when it is placed second, will now have a confusing and a wrong and deceptive level and rank in your life. I just want to give you a few of them, and then we'll just take one for this evening. Now, Jesus, Jesus' words, you, you must know our Jesus. To listen to him, you must be careful. I just want to read. Don't, I will not tell you where it is, but I'm reading Jesus' words. Woe unto you, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven. Hmm? Woe unto you, you blind guides. He's talking to pastors. You see, this is not, if you are not a pastor, this doesn't concern you. This is for pastors. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. So, this could be, Woe unto you, pastors and shepherds, hypocrites. For you compass sea and land to make one convert. And when he is made, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. He's talking to the pastors. Woe unto you, blind guides. Verse 17, you fools and blind. This is a pastor's seminar. And his habit. <laughs> you fools and blind. For whether is greater the gift or the altar. And he goes on. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you pay tithe of mint and whatever, and have omitted the weightier man laws. It goes on. Serpents, liars, hypocrites, thou blind Pharisees. So many things. So I'm just trying to say that today's kind of preaching is almost a ghost of Jesus' type of preaching. So let us brace ourselves for what Jesus had to say. I have found that following Jesus, you know, you have not been saved by any bishop or archbishop or pope. You have been saved by Christ. You will do yourself a great favor by being close to Jesus and by trying hard to be near Jesus. Amen. Which is what I am trying to do. And since I started to do that, I found that my life has really changed. Because as a pastor, I am just trying to believe in Jesus and whatever he said, to take it literally and really that it is the truth. And it is really changing my life. I find myself being brought into a different kind of life and a different kind of ministry because I am trying to see what Jesus said and to take it seriously. Proton number one, 
Matthew chapter 5. Verse 22, But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. 23, If therefore thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, Leave thy gift before the altar and go thy way first. That's the first time you see that word, proton. First be reconciled to thy brother. And then come and offer thy gift. First, before we start the service. And before we start preaching. Hmm. Help me, Jesus. Are you seeing yourself in there already? what you must do first number two verse 33 of Matthew 6 you all know it but seek ye first proton seek ye these are the things Jesus said to do first before in other words he knew that everything he talked about there was a series of options and this is the first you can seek your own kingdom you can seek the political kingdom. You can seek the kingdom of your own little family and your own little life. But God is saying, seek first the kingdom of heaven, of God, and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. You don't have to go far to see the next proton. You see it in chapter 7, right just below your eye. Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge... You shall be judged, and with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? <laughs> or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote that is in thine eye? Behold, a beam is in thy own, thou hypocrite. First, first, cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the moat out of thy brother's eye. First, and behold, a beam is in thine eye. Tell somebody, and behold, a beam is in thine eye. As you are talking, the Lord is saying, Behold, a beam is in your eye. Just as you are discussing somebody's moat, which is a speck, behold, a beam is in thine eye. Behold, behold means that, come on, look and see. Oh, behold, a beam is in thine eye. As you are pointing your finger, why considerest thou the beam in thy brother's eye? Or how wilt thou say, Let me pull out the moat? I mean, let me help you. Let me minister to you. Let me remove your problem and cast out the problem from your life. And behold, a beam is in thy own eye. Thou hypocrite. First. Proton. First. First of all, remove the beam. Cast out the beam from thine own eye. And then thou shalt see clearly. You see, if you don't remove the beam... And you are coming to operate on somebody's eye. Before you take care, you don't, you don't take care, you have removed his nose. I know somebody who went to the dentist. 
and he pointed to the dentist the tooth that was paining him and the, and the dentist gave him all the injections and so on and then he used the pliers and he held the tooth and did it like that how many have been to a dentist before they removed the tooth from you did you enjoy it and they did and they did and they did and they did and then it came out then as he was holding the tooth he realized that no it's the other side (laughs) you have removed the wrong tooth oh dentist (laughs) first pull out the mouth from thine eye then thou shalt see clearly to remove the beam from thy brother's eye first did you hear me when i say first turn to matthew chapter 12. matthew is full of the firsts proton chapter 12 verse 25 and jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand and if satan cast out satan he is divided against himself how shall then his kingdom stand and if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom, your ch- by whom do your children cast them out? In other words, if I am Satan, what are your children? <laughs> Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he fasts? First, bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. Proton, as far as the ministry is concerned. First of all, not second. First, we must bind the strong man. First, we must deal with the thing in the spirit. First, bind the strong man. A lot of the problems that we are trying to solve will not be solved because the first thing to do is to bind the strong man and if you don't bind the strong man you can't solve the problem Matthew 22 I'm just giving you a few of the protons as an introduction to a very important subject first somebody say first tell three people proton 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 hallelujah hallelujah Matthew chapter 22, Matthew chapter 22, and verse 36, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Then Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the proton. This is the proton. This is the proton. And the great commandment. This is the proton. I said, this is the proton. This one is the first. In terms of the things you are going to do. Pastors, shepherds, leaders, workers. This is the first. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. With all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. This is the proton. And the great commandment. This one. And the second is like unto it. In other words, they are similar. Thou shalt love thy neighbor 
as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Matthew chapter 23. Matthew chapter 23. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, that's pastors, shepherds, reverends, and bishops. For you pay tithes of mint. Oh, was I on verse 20? Which verse did I tell you? 23, okay. And I've omitted the weightier matters of the law, mercy, judgment, faith. This ought you have done, and not to leave the other undone. You blind guides, which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. In other words, when you see a, a gnat, is like a little ant. And it's like when you see it, you become very concerned that it is too big to be allowed to be around. A gnat is like a fly or a little insect. And then when you see a camel, which is much bigger, you swallow it easily without noticing that it is big. Do you understand what Jesus was saying? You strain at a gnat and you swallow a camel. It's a wonderful thing. You blind guides, which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Thou blind Pharisees, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter that the outside of them may be clean also. Amen. Are you glad to have me back home? <laughs> I don't think you are enjoying the things that I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm just preaching about what Jesus said. I'm not giving any new message. I'm not trying to say anything, whatever, but I just want to stay more with Jesus. And I think we'll all be safer and better off if we can try hard to listen to Jesus and not go on an excursion on some kind of deception. Hallelujah. First, leave your gifts. Leave it. You came to church and the word altar is used 228 times in the Bible. It means a place of meeting and a place of worship. That altar. And he said, leave it. Go, sort out your issues with whoever, and then come first. Seek ye first. By the time you finish seeking all the other things in your life, you'll be how old? Or by that time, they'll be diagnosing you to have cancer. Or by that time, you'll be so weak and sick that you can't even move. Or by that time, all your energy, you are, you are full of you know, there are some people sometimes when you are a bit older, they are cynical and listless, hopeless. And they, they, they don't have much energy within them for life. When they see, so if they see somebody making a coup today, those of us who have been, a, most of you were born after the 79 coup. Even the 80, how many were not alive in 1979? Give me a wave offering, please. A wave offering. Yeah, many of you. So you don't know what is a coup d'etat. You've never heard the sound of the voice. The ranks have taken over the country. You never heard that broadcast. You've never seen Amor cars walking the streets of Sankara and, and all these places. You've never stood behind your gate and seen chickens walking on the street. And you yourself cannot go out. But the chickens are walking outside. <laughs> 
But those who are older, we have heard different announcements on the radio. We've been alive when there was only one radio station in Ghana. GBC. Every announcement came through GBC. The ranks of this is Corporal America, this is Katapori, this is Raleigh, this is Kwashiga. We have had all different people making announcements and informing us who is the new leader. Alidu Jua and others. So if we are here and we have an announcement, we will, some older people will just smile and say, you know, we have seen all these things before. <laughs> we have been around for house cleaning. We've been around for coup d'etat. We've been around for revolution. We've been around for uh, democracies, colonization, every kind of thing. We've seen one before. So this is not a new arrangement. So by the time you finish going through life after a point, there's some energy. I was reading an article. It said that 50% of men over the age of 40 have problems with erection. (laughs) You don't want me to talk about some practical things here. (laughs) <laughs> you don't understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> they don't have the energy anymore. They don't have the power anymore. They are tired. They, they've seen it all. I've seen Ricky Z. I've seen Lucy. I've seen Shawanda. I've seen all kinds of girls. I'm tired of this thing. And so when God says, seek ye first, he's telling you what to use your energy for before the energy gets finished. God knows you are going to get tired. God knows you are going to get tired of hunting and running after things. And he's telling you what to do first before you get tired. Before your energy gets finished. He knows that what you emphasize today will leave you without any strength for tomorrow. You would have finished and you have just a little time left. What can I do? Is there anything I can do? But all the time is gone, and the energy is gone, and the hope is gone. There are many people who don't have any hope. They've been hurt and disappointed for many years. Many things have come, and have have not been as they expected. Can I have anybody in the house tonight who has seen things as not as you expected? In life, can you give me? Let me not let me be specific. I love you, baby. Baby Lee. (laughs) Romantic love and falling in love, and I just called to say I love you. How many have realized that it's not us you thought it was? Can I have a wave offering for some few honest people in the house? I'm not saying those who are broken hearted, but you, it's, it's not as you thought it would be. Give me a wave offering. Give me a wave offering. Give me a wave offering. It's, it's there. It's there, but it's a little different from how you were seeing it in the film. How many have seen something that is a little different from the one you've been seeing in the film? By the time you finish doing the first thing, 
There's almost no time for the second. Somebody said, he said, by the time I discovered what life was about. In fact, I've had two people now saying that. One of them is my friend, a pastor who is coming for our international convention. He's a Zimbabwean man who has a, one of the largest churches in the Ukraine. And he said that. And I had somebody else saying it recently. By the time, he's, this one, one of them said that. He said, my father told me. I just found out what life is about. What happiness is about. What one is supposed to be doing. And it's time to die. Because there's a time to die. There's a time you expire. Everybody here has an expiry date. I say everybody here has a, a date of expiry written on you. You will expire and finish at that date. Even if you don't want to. No one has the power over his soul in the day of death. So God in his wisdom through his son Jesus did come and did talk about things that must be done first. Because when they are not done or they are not done first everything if you are supposed to marry before you have a child try having a child before you marry. Try. Try it and see. You find out that it's, it's not the same. Even when you are in labor and you are going to the what labor what to go and have your baby. Where is your husband? He's coming. He's not coming. He's not there. He's not there. He's not there. Okay, when you when the child is born and, and they come and ask you, what shall we write on the plaster? What shall we write as the name? Shall we write baby Lee Ricky Z or shall we write Shawanda Slappy J? Uh, but now you are not sure whether it was Robert or whether it was Kweku or whether it was John. Whether it was Mr. Hammond, you are not sure anymore. So you just tell them, write, uh, just write, uh, write something. When it's time for the engagement of the baby, all this is coming about because the baby has come before the marriage, and marriage should have come before the baby. You see, many of the things which come second can come first, and many of the things which come first can come second, and it's up to you to arrange them. Oh, yeah. It's up to you to arrange them first and second, second and first. And that's why God said, do this first because the things can come mixed up. You have to choose which one will be first and which one will be second. When it's time for the outdooring, you've had your nice baby girl, Shawanda. <laughs> oh, what shall we write? Uh, where is the, uh, where is the, this is the place where the mother sits and this is the place where the father sits during the outdooring. And there's nobody to sit there for the father's place because we don't know the father. The father is arguing that he's not the father. And there are two guys. The guy is saying that you had somebody else whilst you had me. And now you want to go and do DNA tests. I've met many fathers who were not sure that the children were their children. Oh, yeah. I was recently talking to a brother and he was, he said, uh, I, 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 I 
not sure. I'm not sure. When what comes first is supposed to be second, and when the second is supposed to be first, the whole thing is mixed up. I was in Zimbabwe, and I said to the pastor, take me to the cemetery. Take me to the cemetery. Because they always tell me about the cemetery in Zimbabwe. I said, take me to the cemetery. So I sat in the car and they took me to the cemetery. And when we got to the cemetery, we were driving by. I have not seen a cemetery like that before. Fresh heaps like that of grapes. Fresh, 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 fresh. So you see that. And it's coming to the road. And it's full. The, the cemetery is getting full. And it's fresh. In fact, in the two days that I was where the church was, I was there for some time, but in the two days where I was where the church was, I met somebody whose sister, they had a call whilst we were there, the sister is dead, that died, the brother has died, and then you even went to see somebody to just to say sorry, because the person was also a pastor, to say sorry about the whatever. Why? Because sex should come after marriage and not sex before marriage. This one is first, this one is second. The whole thing is becoming confused. So I thought that was even bad. And I met a pastor. I had a, a meeting with a pastor. We were having dinner. And of a pastor of a very big church. He told me, he said, I don't do funeral anymore. He said, at first it was pastors, reverend, then pastors, then cell leaders. Then he said, now it is, uh, I think, cell leaders or the lowest, what do they do funeral? And he said, the funerals, and you know why? It's because that which is proton has become... You see, protos is another word. Protos and eschatos. The first become the last. The last become the first. He said, now when they bury, they don't bury like this. They don't bury like this. You, you no more lie. You no longer rest in peace. You stand in peace. <laughs> they, they put you in vertically. Vertical burials, straight down, like you stand like that. You stand in peace till you die. Till, till, till I don't know, you are dead, so I don't know what will happen, but you stand in peace. So I said to the pastor, you are joking. He said, I'm joking? He said, I was standing there, and they buried the mouth vertically straight like that. Why? Because that which should have been second has become first. And that we should have been first has become second and third and last or even maybe it doesn't even come on at all. Somebody came to me after church and said, pray for me. I said, what is it? She said, just pray for me. God should help me. God should bless me. So I prayed for her. And I said, what is wrong with you? And then she said, I went to the doctor and he said, I've got a lymph node here and a lymph node here. So I'm a doctor, so I could see. So I said, really? And I look at it. And I see the lymph node here, lymph node here, lymph node Because it sounds very ominous. Then I said, so what? what when, 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 when the, the doctor said, oh, but, I, but I believe that something's... Something. So I said, my sister, what is wrong with you? No, no, no. You said, I have HIV, but I don't. I, I believe that something. And I look at my sister, my Christian sister. And I knew that it's just a matter of time. Because she's, she's, she's on her way out. Why? Young. And the funerals are not for old people. They are for young people. There's no old person in the grave. And they are standing. It's young people like you and me. They are standing because that which should have been first has become, it doesn't even come.
I, when I entered into South Africa, I saw an advert and they said, uh, it says, uh, I told Jim that if, if you don't wrap it up, you can then zip it up. If you don't wrap it, then zip it. <laughs> I said, I said, I don't, know, I don't appreciate this advertisement. Do you understand what it means to wrap it up? And do you know what they are wrapping up? My goodness. I told Jim, if you don't wrap it up, then you have to zip it up. <laughs> if you don't wrap it up, you got to zip it up. What a rubbish is that? You have to wrap it up or zip it up. I told Jim that if you don't wrap it up, and Nutra said, if you don't wear a condom, that is the wrapping it up, then zip it up, then zip it, and then don't bring it out. <laughs> I don't enjoy such an explanation. <laughs> All this is because that we should not be first has become second and third, and it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't even come on. As soon as you mix up important things and you are misarrange them, you can have a very, very confused life. Proton. First, leave thy gift at the altar. Stop. You said you've come to church. And you are quarreling with your husband. You are quarreling with your wife. You are quarreling with your brother. You are quarreling with your fellow pastor. You are quiet. You don't talk to that sister. You don't talk to your friend. Leave it. Leave it. Stop it. Leave your gift. That means stop the worship. That means don't lift your hands. Forget it. Stop lifting. Stop lifting, husbands. Don't bother to lift your hand. You can't love your wife. Find your own and marry one and stop giving fans. Huh? Listen, we are talking about proton. First, first, before you start, Lord, we adore you. Shut up. That's, that's, that's what Jesus said. Shut up. Drop the whole issue. Go home. Me, I'm hot-tempered. Me, I don't, I don't take nonsense at all. So, I'm the type I don't accept foolishness. Look at what I'm saying. So, anybody who comes around me, this, you have to behave properly. Otherwise, I will deal with you now. I don't talk to my mother. I don't talk to my father. I don't talk to that girl. I don't like that man. I hate that pastor. I can't stand. When I see her, I just go right and she goes left. I'm hurt. Like the woman who was loose. She was twisted. Bowed down. Because of something that had happened 18 years ago. 18 years ago. She was twisted and bowed down. Moving like that. She had been in that condition for 18 years. Something that happened 18 years ago, a 
and she was holding it and that's why she had become twisted let me tell you my sister let me tell you my brother if you don't get rid of all those things that happened five years ago and ten years ago and 18 years ago and two years ago and you don't get rid of them you are going to be twisted like that woman you'll be coming to church because Jesus saw that woman in church but she was twisted and she was walking twisted 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 and that's why Jesus said first <laughs> because it's easy to worship somebody you don't see somebody who is far it's easy to fall in love with somebody who's on TV I said it's easy to fall in love with somebody who's on TV so I like this man the way he behaves it's easy but Jesus said first first leave thy gift at the altar drop the whole thing who are you quarreling with I, 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 I try my very best not to have anybody on earth with whom I have I, I don't talk to no I don't talk to you I am fighting with I don't uh, he said, and he said leave thy gift at the altar and reconcile and that word reconcile means to be brought back to the normal relationship. We are reconciled to God. Are your relationships normal? Are your relationships back to where it should be? Before you come to church, you see, I can understand Jesus. This one word puts all of us in trouble. I can't imagine anybody here who doesn't get into trouble with this particular verse. How many agree with what I'm saying? That even there's almost nobody who is escapes from this scripture. That first, first, leave thy gift. Go back. Because we quarrel before we come. We have things in our hearts. As we lift up our hands, we love God we cannot see. I want to show you just a scripture. I'll be closing. There's John. There's John. I'm explaining to you why. He said, first, leave that. Today we are talking about that a bit. We are talking about everything, but we are more onto that. Proton. Tell somebody, proton, proton. Tell three people, proton, 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 proton. First, John. Chapter 2. I write, verse 7, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and true light is now shineth. Verse 9. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness. Even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. Verse 11. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness. Maybe I should make his sister. He that hateth his sister is in darkness. Or she that hateth her sister is in darkness. And walketh in darkness and knoweth not whither he or she goeth. Because that darkness hath blinded 
his eyes, or darkness have blinded her eyes. This is the first, I'm giving you three reasons. This is the first reason why you must leave your gift at the altar and first be reconciled. Because when you hate, dislike your brother, your sister, you are in darkness. You are abiding in darkness. And light cannot fellowship with darkness. You cannot approach the glory and the light of God. You are in darkness, surrounded by darkness. You dwell in darkness. Darkness surrounds you. I'm not talking about a light that you put on from Akosombo. I'm not talking about light that comes when you put on a switch. I'm talking about a spiritual darkness so dark that no one can see you you are dwelling amongst demons you are dwelling amongst evil spirits you are surrounded by the foes of god you are surrounded by the enemies of christ and you are dwelling with them in darkness and you live in bitterness and darkness of soul and you cannot approach his throne that's why he said leave your gifts and go and reconcile because if you hate your brother automatic you are in darkness you are out. Chapter 3. Verse 14. After this, we are all going to be friends again. Amen. Chapter 3. Verse 14. He says, We know that we have passed from death to life. Why? Because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. You are dead as far as God is concerned. When you are dead, you don't exist. No matter who you are, when you are dead, no matter how close you are to whoever, they will put you aside and forget about you. You are cut off as soon as you live in hatred to anybody. You are cut off. You abide in death. Hey, have you ever wondered why the whole of 1 John is about love? Have you ever wondered... Let us love one another. Love is of God. He that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Whosoever hateth his brother lives in darkness. You are in darkness. You are in death. You are dead as far as God is concerned. You wonder sometimes. As, and I, the part that scares me most is the darkness part. Because that's where demons dwell. It means you are surrounded by demons. Evil spirits are ministering to you. Evil spirits are sitting by. One day I was in bed. And the Lord opened my eyes. And I saw a demon sitting on my table. On my bedside table by me. I didn't believe it. I was, I, I was, I was lying in the, in the bed. And my eyes opened. And suddenly it was like a little monkey. Sitting on my, on my side. And, and that, 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 you see, it was, a, it was God just, and I saw the monkey with the table. It was an open vision. Where you see the spirit with the physical thing. So I saw the tables and everything. It was right by me. Huh. You may be a Christian, but even demons are ministering. That thing was about to kill me. So you must be careful. And you must take Jesus seriously. When he said, leave your, leave your gift at the altar. You quarrel with a thousand people. You don't get on with anybody. You don't get on with your husband. You don't get on with your one relationship that you've entered in. Quarrel after quarrel after quarrel after quarrel. Different people that you are working with. There's always somebody who you are always having some kind of conflict. And you always have a reason why this conflict must be there. You always have an explanation. What they did to you. How painful it was. And you don't know what I've gone through. And pastor, you have no idea. What is like to have what I've been through? 
And God is saying, first, leave it. You are in darkness. You are in death. You can't even come near God. Chapter. And then the next verse 15. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. That means you are a murderer coming to worship God. One day a friend of mine told me he was uh, traveling with someone and then somebody told him, this was in Nigeria, that the person he was with had killed somebody before he was coming with him. And the brother told me, I became scared. I know that the friend that I was moving with closely and I had taken the person even into my house was a murderer. You wouldn't want a murderer to come near you. How many would like to stay in the house with somebody you know who has killed before? How many would like to marry a man who has killed his first wife? And you are the second wife. He killed the first wife and he went to argue in court and then now he has been free. Now you are the second wife. Will you feel free? God does not accept murderers. Mercy forever. And finally... Verse chapter 4, verse 19. First John 4, verse 9. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, <laughs> and hateth his brother, he is a liar. He is a liar. Amen. I don't care who he is. It could be me. But if I say Bishop Doug, he would know that I love God and I hate this guy. Or I hate white people. Or I hate black people. Or I hate brown people. Or I, or I hate uh, NDC. Or I hate MPP. I don't hate them. I hate anybody. I am a liar. I mean, it's just fair. It's, it can't be clearer. You cannot accept hatred in your heart. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loveth God, love his brother also. All these scriptures are explaining Jesus' words to us. But I think you all know the famous scripture in 1 Corinthians 13. Turn with me there quickly. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and I have not charity, I am converted, or I have been transformed, and my tongues are a sounding brass, or a tinkling cymbal. Get on the drums, brother. How many know that sounding brass is a disturbance? Brother, just disturb us. Amen. Hallelujah. No, continue as I'm... I'm going to preach and you just continue, okay? Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is a brother who does not walk in love. He's spoiled with everybody and he's praying in tongues. This is the sound of his tongue in heaven. When you are crying with your brother, this is how you sound like in heaven. You are an annoyance and a disturbance.
It is a disturbance. Is, he, is Pastor Ko not a disturbance? And an annoyance. You feel like just shutting him down. But that is prayer. Your prayers. And it's converted to as it goes into heaven. As you speak the word, Father, I pray that you help me. Then it gets converted. Oh God, I need your help. I want you to save me. Okay, let's pray for the government. Father, we begin to pray for the government in the name of Some of you, you live in Collegon, or you think that quarreling is normal. <laughs> it is not normal to quarrel. And some of you women, you think that to quarrel is normal. There must always be some kind of quarrel. I must find something to quarrel about or to have some kind of quarrel. It's not normal. Somebody told me once, always have a sweet spirit. You cannot have a sweet spirit if you are quarreling with everyone. And though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge and I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and I have not charity, I am nothing. That means you can have all these powerful gifts and when you get to heaven, you on earth, people will be impressed with you. People will smile at you and say, Pastor, come, Pastor. Pastor Peter, oh, man of God, man of God. Oh, we are so happy to see you. We bow down before you, Pastor. Just touch me, Pastor, and my life is going to be changed. And we have many people. Pastor, they have to join me as we bow to our great man of God. Just bow before him. Oh, he's lying down before you. You are a great man of God. You are a great man of God. We bow before you, oh man of God. We are so blessed by your ministry and your tapes and your books. They bless us. Hold his feet, brother, and receive your healing and receive your blessing. But when you get to heaven, you will find out that because you don't have love, you are nothing. Go and lie down on the floor over there. That is how come people are going to be surprised. Are people you thought are so great. He says that I am nothing. I am nothing. Not that I am something smaller. I am nothing. Not that I'm, I'm something reduced in size, a little smaller than the first side. But I am nothing. You have faith. This and that. You are able to do this. Start a church. Preach this, that, that, whatever. Do this. You are nothing. Although people think you are something. Although people hail you, that's why Jesus said, Fast, 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 because there's something about worship, even prayer. You see, when you pray a lot, you can easily be proud. Because people don't pray. So when you pray, you, when you see people, you, you can see they don't, they haven't prayed much. You, you can feel that they are just carnally walking around. When you worship, you feel good. And that's why Jesus said, First, go and sort that beast out. Clear up all those animals from your skeletons from your wardrobe before you come and start feeling good and the good feelings deceive you. Especially some of the songs. As we gather, may your spirit work within us. 
As we gather, may we glorify your name. Knowing well, as there are some songs that just bring a good feeling. As our hands we hear the worship, we'll be blessed. We'll be blessed because we care. We'll be blessed because we care. You start to feel the steadfast love. Oh, the Lord, you start to feel good. How many have a good feeling when you start worshiping? Never ceasing. His mercies never will come to an end. Oh, they are new, Lord. They were good yesterday at the convention. And they are new every morning. New every morning. And now you've learned how to sing some stuff. New every morning. Great is thy faith. And you are waving. With 1,000, 10,000 different people, you are having a problem with this person and with that person, and there's always something that you are not happy about. There's always somebody you are in conflict with. There's never peace in your home, in your life, and you are being deceived by the good feelings of the good worship that we have in church. Don't let it deceive you from today. After today, never be deceived by the worship that we have in church. After today, never be deceived by the good feeling. When you pray, you have a good feeling. When you fast, you have a good feeling. When you worship, you have a good feeling. Those good feelings are lying to you. They are telling you that everything is okay. Everything is not okay. As far as Jesus is concerned, people may hail you, but Jesus will say you are nothing. Nothing. That's why he said first, before the good feelings come in and people start shaking your hand when I got to when I was in Swaziland you know we, 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 we got there about 8 o'clock and then we were going to church and when we arrived at the hall that they were having a church oh people were clapping standing outside the door clapping I mean I've not entered the church. I've not started preaching. And there was a large group of people standing outside, clapping, 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 clapping to welcome me. And I said to myself, these people are making a mistake. But you see, human beings, we have a way of making people. And if I'm a fool, I'll also fool you. Hey, you are here to welcome me. Okay. So thank you very much. I heard. Well, thank you. God bless you. God bless you. I just wave my hand and say, the Lord be with you. 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 And I go feeling good. Serving pride on a silver platter. Mercy forever and ever. It's easy to have a good feeling. You know, in church, the ministry, in the choir, or let's say you are a singer. You come and you sing. Jesus, the lover of my soul. You need him too. All along, I thought I was alone. All along, I thought that no one cared. All along, I thought that no one loved me. Ooh, now I found a loving friend. Indeed, Jesus, the lover of my life. 
Jesus, the lover of my soul. Oh, I'm feeling so good. Jesus, the Savior. Meanwhile, your husband is very angry with you as you are sitting in there. <laughs> because you are always quarreling with him about one thing or another, and you are standing in the congregation singing and having a good feeling. So, friends, don't think you are alone. You see, the way you wave your hand, you, for Jesus, he died for you too. And he calls all who labor and are heavy laden. Ooh, why not call on Jesus? right now ooh -hoo, ooh -hoo. <laughs> and you're feeling good meanwhile three of your sisters don't talk to you anymore and there are certain people when you see them you just and then when you come to church you say All alone, I thought I was alone. All alone, I thought that no one loved me. All alone, I thought that no one loved me. Ooh, now I found brothers and sisters a loving. Why don't you be a loving friend yourself? I am nothing. I may have the gift, but I'm nothing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I don't, I don't think that I'm anything. Honestly, you can shout for me, clap, do anything. I don't think I'm anything. Until Jesus put the certificate on my head, certify that it's okay. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not okay. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't accept it. It's a deception. I must press for the mark. Of the high calling. I, I cannot say I have attained. If Paul had not attained at the end of his life, as he was writing his last letter, and he's saying that I'm pressing, I'm pressing that I may attain. Not that I've already attained, but I'm trying hard to get there, to touch, to get hold of the man. How can I say that I have attained? I'm nothing. Are you something? Yeah, you better. It's not just saying yes and no, but if you, if you have not loved, I am nothing. That's why he said, first, Peter, get up. Get up. I hope you've learned your lesson. First, leave your gift there and go and reconcile before you come to church and lift your hand and start pretending. <laughs> and then, and though I bestow all my goods, this is offering time to feed the poor. And though I give now of this, I've given all my money, and I give now my body to be burned, and I have not charity, it profited me nothing. It won't benefit me. Because normally giving should have benefited you. But this time, giving will not benefit you. Mercy forever and ever. I said, Mercy forever. 
Forever and ever, let there be mercy. Let there be mercy. How important. When Jesus said, Proton, first, leave thy gift. Go and be reconciled. Pastor Oko, go and be reconciled. And then come. There's a reason. Because he doesn't want you to be like a murderer. He doesn't want you to be someone surrounded in darkness. He doesn't want you to be someone who is walking in death. Unable to reach God. Let's be friends. Amen. Let's be brothers. Let there be love. Let's forgive. And let us act as though it never happened. That's love. I said that's Christian love. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Oh, let the Son of God unfold you with his spirit and his love. Let him fill your heart and satisfy your soul. Jesus lift your hand and just ask the Lord for his mercy oh how many times we've come to worship with so many issues in the background so many things Lord we want to take today off Lord to say we are sorry Lord we come to worship you in darkness Lord in death 
Lord, in darkness and in as madness, Lord, we have come many times to lift our hands and have a good feeling, Lord, when in reality, Lord, there's nothing, Lord. Have mercy on us, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Lift us out, oh God, of darkness, Lord, and out of murder, Lord, and out of hatred, and cause us, oh Lord, to go and do what you said to do first, Lord. Oh, first, Lord, Abashike Belere, Shambeke Belego, Rebes Palando, Ikalo Rebelisto, Laste Malombres Tebeluku, Kando La Shebre, Shobre, Lape, Yakasolo Karabasombele Mekemande. Jesus, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Father, we thank you for your mercy in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. Pastor, pray with me. I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, lift your right hand up high. I want to pray with you before we go home. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift your hand up high. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If your hand is lifted up, come to me in the front. I'm going to pray for you right here. Come. Oh, hallelujah. Come, come all the way to the front. Pastor, pray with me. I don't want to go to hell. I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus. Pray with me, Pastor. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come from wherever you are. Come from the back. Come from the side. Come to Jesus. Don't go to hell. Come to Jesus. Come quickly. God bless you as you come. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell. I want Jesus in my life. I want Jesus in my life. I want Jesus. All right. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Today... I humble myself and I come to you just as I am. Please cleanse me. Please forgive me. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. From today, I will live for you and I will serve you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. I want you to go with our pastor. She's waving her hand this way. Let's go downstairs with her. All right. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.